Doesn't seem to be anyone around. I think we're alone now. The beating of my heart is the only sound. Wow, are you a professional? That's what I I had two auditions today, and that is what I sang a cappella. For realsies, though? Yeah. Like the Tiffany version or like the Herman's Hermits? No, I got in there and I threw all my training out the window. Good. And Do you have training? I have like 18 years of training. You didn't go to like a weekend seminar? I definitely went to several weekend like singing theater camps. I'm impressed. I went through a lot of training. So impressed. Thanks. I mean, people, they listen to me sing and they leave the room. Because they don't like it? No, I think that they like it so much, they leave. They can't even handle all the emotions that are coursing through their body. That, yeah. That's it. Hey guys, welcome back. I'm Veronica. Hey, it's Molly as well. Well, we were talking about my singing voice. Molly wanted to talk more about singing. In general? Yeah. Oh. What's your music seg? Thank you. What should we be listening to? I had a good segue. Okay, listen. I got really excited because a little while ago, the um, Pitchfork headliners were announced. And it's it's pretty good. And I'm considering... I'm not going to buy a ticket if I have to. don't have to. I'm hoping to volunteer and, like, get my body in the... Get my body in the car. Um, so the three headliners currently are LCD Sound System, okay. Solange, and Solange. A Tribe Called Quest. And it's oh. very exciting because, first of all, I don't know if you've listened to Solange's recent album, Seat at the Table. Okay. It's no, beautiful. I haven't. It's amazing. The Knoll Sisters, the amount of talent they have, it's unfair. And it makes me, makes me jealous. And then LCD Sound System, I mean, they haven't, their last album was like six years ago. They, or maybe they last were performing six I've years ago. I've never heard of them, actually. Oh, um, it's a, it's, it's mostly these three members. I think it's three core members. It's James Murphy's, like, like, baby. And okay. then, but then there's like the, the constant other folk he has there in there. It's just good stuff. They only have three albums out. Like, they don't, they're not a commercial success, but, like, they have a following. And actually... I mean, they're playing Pitchfork. Well, and I... So then, like, six years ago, they were like, we're done, we're retiring. Okay. And it was a big to-do, and everyone was real sad, but now they're back. But one of the first Pitchforks I went to, I went to accidentally, not accidentally, but I ended up with a second night's ticket accidentally. Yeah. And my friend Nat was like, you need to come and you need to see LCD Sound System. And I raged hard. <laughs> I danced so much that the next day my neck hurt because I was like twisting it around so much. Oh, getting shit. Getting down in the crowd. So they're great. Wow. And then A Tribe Called Quest, I don't I don't know tons of their stuff, but they, people love them. Well, I know their name and I definitely know that they And they like... lost a member recently. He died, so. How did he die? I couldn't tell you that, but... Oh, that's so sad. So it's exciting. Um, and then I've also been really enjoying Lucius. I don't know if you know those you, ladies. You played some Lucius for me. It was good. Okay. They're yeah. so cool. It's these two ladies, um, and then they have their three backing male members, and they wear identical outfits when they perform. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, we're talking identical hairstyles, and we're talking identical clothes, makeup, and they... If you look at them, you know, side by side without anything, you're just like, how could anyone ever think that these were, like, 
similar people, but they truly look like twins. Oh, cool. It's They're really great. And yeah. they have, like, the most stunning harmonies. I like their sound, yeah. And they basically, it's like... Their harmonies are in such a way that they're two that are creating like a whole, like a mel- like a melody almost. Yeah. Their harmonies create one melody. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah. So that's what's going on in the music world, other than your beautiful singing. Thank you. I, I've been called the songbird of uh, 2017. Of like Waco, Texas? Like where? No, of like the whole world. Oh. I don't believe you. Speaking of I don't believe you. Do you have a segue for this? No, I don't. <laughs> I really hope that this does get to be a thing. It's a thing. It's a thing now. It's a thing. Okay, you're right. You're right. All right. Well, okay, so it's feeling very springy. Ooh, we barely had a winter. And I'm really just like, I'm so excited to start planting, doing my indoor planting. Yes. We did buy a Gerber Daisy. Um, and John bought some pods today for our, like, uh, uh, hydroponic, uh, I'm not sure. An aeropod. Aeropods? Aeros, yeah. Yeah, it's like a little planter box with a little sunlight. Yeah. Um, but then I think next month we're going to start doing our indoor planting. Mm -hmm. And that is when you plant, like, little small little pods of soil and seeds. You grow them inside for a little bit before transferring them outside. So I'm excited about that. Molly's, like... Master Gardener. I I did actually go through the Master Gardener certification. Yeah. I'm not allowed to call myself a Master Gardener. Yes. Because I didn't do the community um, outreach side of but it. But you have the training. But I do have the training from the University of Illinois That's Extension so Offices. Cool. And I actually applied for a summer job at Gethsemane. You did? And I'm really hoping that they want me. And I really laid on my, my Master Gardener thick. I want to work there. Yeah, I'm really excited actually. It came I to me. I hope you get it. I hope I get it, too, because I need something over the summer. Otherwise. Well, and that's such, like, I would pick you in a heartbeat. It'd be so great. I hope so. It'll, it, it should be good. I'll keep everyone posted. Okay. So I want, I got really excited because I started my tomato seedlings the other day. You did? Yes, and I brought along, I'm going to tell you the varieties that I'm planting, but fun little fact. Yeah. Um, the word variety, when you're talking about um, the different types of vegetables you're planting, that's actually incorrect. Oh. Technically, what you're supposed to say is cultivar. Cultivar. Like, what are the cultivars you've chosen nobody, this year? Nobody says that. Nobody says that, but that's something I learned from my master gardening courses. So wait, John told me not to plant yet. You planted already? I did. I got bold and excited. Um, it's kind of just up to... Here's the thing. is On the instructions, it says that you need to start them six weeks before the last frost. So in Illinois... We are, well, in Chicago, in Cook County over here, we are zone, yeah. I think we're zone 6B. We're actually a microclimate over here by the lake because the lake kind of throws things off in terms of what our last, you know, like what our temperature is. Yeah. So an easy way to find out when the last frost date as determined by, you know, I don't, I don't really know who determines these things, the USDA, I don't know. But you can just Google your, um, find out what zone you're in and Google that. So they'll give you a general idea. Okay. It's safe to say in, in Chicago, Mother's Day is pretty is a pretty good rule of thumb for bringing stuff outside, but it's guaranteed by the end of May. So I get excited, and I started mine a little early, but I'm feeling good about it. Well, I'm going to start mine then. Well, I don't, I'm worried, because I mean, I don't want to get blamed if something happens, so. For my stuff? Yeah. I would never blame you for anything. Okay. 
Well, so yeah, so I only started tomatoes. I start them, yeah, in those little plastic greenhouses. I get the little peat pellet. I like to put mine on a heating pad because seeds germinate with heat rather than sunlight. Wait, what's a heating pad? You know, like when you have like aches and pains, you want to lay on a heating pad. Really? You, how long does it stay on? Uh, well, unfortunately my parents, one, it's like so high tech that it's like an iron that if it like turns itself off. So that's kind of frustrating. Um, but I'll usually do it for like, you know, usually at night is nice because I usually set them in a window so they get a little chill chill. Um, but I don't know. I mean, the heat is just nice. It's a bonus. If you don't have it, it's not the end of the world. I've never, I didn't know that. Yeah. Seeds germinate with heat rather than sunlight and then they start growing with sunlight. Interesting. Yes. So, um, so let me tell you the four varieties that I went with. Okay. So, no, I No, no, not variety. Cultivar. Cultivar. Nobody says that. Like, if you're going to say that, you're going to sound dumb. So, like, I don't advise anyone to try to get this to be... It's like when you go to Budapest and you learn it's that it's actually Budapest. called Budapest, but then you come back and you're saying Budapest and people make fun of you. So, you just, you go with... It's like Los Angeles, if I called it Los Angeles. Like, one time my aunt turned to me and she was like, do you want a croissant? Exactly. And I didn't talk to her for like five years after yep. that. So <laughs> continue saying varieties. Okay. So I like to get my seeds from Seed Saver Exchange from Decorah, Iowa. Mm-hmm. They are a non-for-profit and they are dedicated to saving seeds and having different, um, different varieties that are maybe not as easily gotten at your like local store that you get seeds. Um, but you know, wherever you want to get your seeds from, I don't care. So, the first one I got is the gold medal tomato. It's like an, an orangey yellow. It takes 75 to 90 days to grow from transplant. What do you make to eat with the golden medal? I really wish I had brought my notes because I wrote down notes. But oh, no. this one, um, it's it was in the 1976 catalog that it was in. It was called The Sweetest Tomato You Ever Tasted. Oh, my gosh. The yellow with streaks of red mm. makes them very attractive and a gourmet's joy when sliced. Oh. So, this is a sweet one. I've never seen that one in the store. Right. Well, these are all heirlooms. Well, most of them are all heirlooms. This one is an indeterminate, which means that, so there's two types of tomatoes. There's determinate and indeterminate. Determinate means it'll only grow a certain amount of tomatoes. It'll only grow a certain height. And then it's done. Indeterminate, it'll just keep growing as it can. Cool. And all heirlooms are indeterminate. So, then I got opalca. Okay. It's a paste variety tomato, so I'm hoping to get... Some good ones to make um, tomato paste and tomato sauce to mm. can. Yummy. Takes about 85 days from tan- transplant. Um, and it is described as excellent flavor and very few seeds make this a perfect pressing tomato. Mm. Then I did Duster. It's got like a dusky, a dusky plum color. Yeah. Um, 75 to 80 days. Luscious pink beef steaks weighing up to one pound. Wow, that's a heavy tomato. I know. I'm excited. And then last but not least is the Italian heirloom. Oh, delicious. It looks like a standard just red tomato. Um, 70 to 80 days. It's ideal for slicing and canning. Mm. So my sister's and I idea, because we like to make a lot of tomato sauce and can it, is that, but we usually end up having to buy a bunch of tomatoes from the farmer's market. We're trying to just really gang bust and get as many as we can. Gang bust. Tomatoes are hard. The deer were eating them in Bloomington last year. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of, you know, they can, if you get like a a wonky summer, it can fuck with your tomatoes. They can get like cracks in them. They can get end blossom rot. So thank goodness I don't have to, like, thank goodness we have stores because I'm not. Well, I was thinking about like, if you're not adventurous enough 
to do tomatoes, no. um, I found that herbs are really, really easy yeah. to grow um, from seed or like you can go to the farmer's yeah. market and buy some herbs and just plant them in a, in a small pot, yeah. in a big pot all together, keep them outside mm. or by the window and you can use them for mm. cooking. Uh, my sister and I love making pesto all summer and like basil, oh, yeah, you basil. buy it and it just, it, it takes off. Basil grows and grows and grows and grows. Like you will not eat all the basil that you grow. No. And I've been really trying to get better about like picking a ton of basil and freezing it for this winter time you when you it. want. Well, to make like, um, like, I'm sorry, picking the basil, making the pesto, freezing the pesto. Oh, that sounds good. Because it's so good. It's so good. Um, yeah, but then I'm also probably going to start some cucumbers. I'm kind of in transition, so, like, I don't really know how big my garden will be this year, but I'm definitely going to try to, because tomatoes will grow in containers well, and my sister has a plot down in Bloomington, Indiana, where she lives, and so she's going to get really gangbust. What I'm really into, so, last year we had these big giant planters on our deck. Yeah. And they were just too heavy yeah. for the deck. So what I'm excited about this year is having vertical planters. Ooh, yeah. And you can have these actually inside your house. Mm -hmm. You can just nail them into the wall mm -hmm. in a sunny room. But I'm gonna yeah. um, I'm gonna put them outside and hang them up. But it's just like like imagine like a um, like a shoe rack that yeah. hangs on like the back of your closet, made out of and it's made out of cloth. You just yeah. put your shoes in there, but it's for plants. I've seen these. So you can get it online, and you put dirt in it, and Wonderful. you know some seeds, yeah. and it just grows and grows. Like, mm. and they could be really big. You can get like like a you know ten by ten mm. uh, pockets of plants. That's and nice. Hang it up outside, and it looks nice too. Yeah, it looks really pretty. Um, what would you say are some of your gardening successes? Well, we grew these sunflowers. Oof. I mean, they just, I mean, you plant them and the next mm -hmm. day they're like two inches tall, no. which is bananas. The deer were eating all of mine in Bloomington, so. Like, I mean, I think sunflowers are actually kind of great to like sneakily plant yes. outside. I've always wanted to do seed bombs with, um. Oh, yeah. Sunflowers. You can just sneak them. They're just a little sneak attack. They're so strong. Gorilla gardening. Gorilla. Mm, gorilla gorilla gardening. gardening. Yeah. Also, Gerber daisies grow like the Dickens. I'm not a fan of the Gerber daisy look. That's my favorite flower. Is it? The Gerber daisy, like, we buy one and then it's so sturdy and mm -hmm. it puts out a new flower, like, every three weeks. I love it. And it's like, it really just. That's nice. It's great. It doesn't thrive in a super sunny spot. It just needs semi-sun. Huh. And it's just so strong. It's such a strong plant. That's wonderful. Um, I have the opportunity to do a little landscaping in a yard, and so I've been thinking about things that I want to do, and I've gotten really into yarrow. What's that? It's um, it's just, it's a plant, it's a flower, but you, you see it a lot. It's also a medicinal herb, so you'll see a lot of tea, like yarrow tea. Y-A-R-R-O-W. Okay. Um, and there's this really pretty orange or like orange mustardy yellow variety that I'm thinking of mm. and I'm really hoping to maybe get that going um but I really like prairie prairie looks of flowers like echinacea purple cone flowers not to be confused with euthanasia oh my gosh do people confuse that I think if I were younger I would confuse euthanasia and echinacea wow those I have are similar never, words. I have literally never thought of that in my head. And eucalyptus. Mm -hmm. 
And then, I don't know what why. What about Euchre? The card What's, game. Oh, my God. With the <laughs> Euchre. Earlier, Molly was like, I'm really good at Euchre. I'm saying I'm getting good at it. I'm not I'm not good yet. And we haven't played together, so I can't connect with her with the Euchre. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We'll play. We'll play. Um, but, yeah, Prairie. I really like the Prairie landscaping. Um, it's That's what we live in a prairie. This is what, you know, okay. Chicago is the Paris of the prairie. We, um, last year, we received some seeds in the mail from a corporation. Okay. That apparently, like, do you think they, they might want to sponsor us? Like, should we name drop them? I don't know because the situation is askew. Oh, they were apologizing for wiping out a bee population. Oh my god! So they sent us wildflowers That's awful. to plant. That's awful to make up for it. So we planted the wildflowers, and they were they were. I mean, easy. They just grew. You know. Yeah. They were really lovely too. Yeah, it's probably easier for them to just wipe out that bee population. It was pretty easy for them to wipe out the bee That's population. Awful. Did you hear? Oh my god, this is so scary. Did you hear that um, in Europe they have developed um, like robotic bees? Wait, there's a Black Mirror episode like but this. But I was just going to say, there's a Black Mirror episode about it and it was really fucking scary. If you guys haven't watched Black Mirror, I highly recommend it. It was really scary. Um, it's kind of like the Twilight Zone meets scary things. And it's, mo- it's you know... It's modern, so the Twilight yeah. Zone. Yeah, well, because it's all the negative effects oh. of technology and how technology, really, the dark side of it. It's it's fucking. Yes, bleak. and there was an episode where yeah, there we had wiped out the world had wiped out bees, and so they had created animatronic ones, but then they were getting hacked. They got hacked, which is so <sighs> fucked up and so scary. Um, I was just talking to someone about I don't know. It's a great show. It's great. Um, well, last summer, so I was living in Bloomington, Indiana, with my sister. And the deer are rampant. Ugh. And it is very frustrating because everyone likes to complain about the deer, but then when someone says something like, hmm, I wish we could, you know, like, shoot them, they get, you know, and, like, have some venison, people get very protective. People and I just suck. It just drives me nuts. So the deer were munching on a lot of things, but one of our big successes was potatoes. Potato. We probably got about 10 pounds of potatoes. No way. And they were delicious. And I just, it was the first time we had grown them because we never really have space. We mounded them. We put straw on them. Wow. And they rewarded us with their bounty. Mmm. 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 But we're really trying to focus on like the basil, uh, tomato population. Cucumbers are really easy. Cucumbers are really easy and they're great to make like refrigerator pickles with. Oh. Can yeah. I make a suggestion? You were saying herbs. So a great herb to grow is dill. Dill. So if you let a plant go too long without harvesting it, it'll eventually go to seed. Okay. Because it's trying to obviously repopulate itself. Mm-hmm. And at that point, it's kind of useless. The plant's useless to you. Like if you let your lettuce go to seed, the lettuce isn't very good anymore. Yeah. So you don't, as a gardener, you don't really want your things to go to seed, but whatever. I would highly recommend letting some of your dill go to seed because... I discovered when I made refrigerator pickles last summer that one of the best, usually I would add dill regardless Mm because it's delicious, but I ended up taking the dried flower of one of them, like it had flowered and then the flower was drying and right before the seeds dropped, I cut the flower off, I stuck it in the jar with the brine and I put my pickles in there, I put some garlic and they were the best refrigerator pickles ever. Mm -hmm. And I think it was something because someone had suggested to me using the flower of the dill. Right before the seeds fall, like, you gotta make sure that has the dill seeds on there. But it, you can't have a fresh flower in there. It's like a, it's a, it's a fine line to walk. 
What I learned last year was cilantro is mm. coriander. It is. I had no idea. So coriander is when you let your cilantro yeah. go to seed. Exactly. And I feel like you see coriander a lot more in like England because it's a... Yeah, we don't really use it. It's typically... Well, it's an, it's an Indian spice, I feel mm-hmm. like. Mm, but cilantro is delicious. I'm not a huge fan. Is it like soap to you? No, I oh, no, I'm not one of those people. Mm-hmm. But I overdid it with some. We made these salmon burgers years ago, and it called for the cilantro mayo. And what they really wanted you to do was to like put the cilantro in a food processor, and then put your mayo in there. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah. blend it that way. But yeah. we didn't either know that or have a food processor processor sir so we just chopped it as finely as we could, which I don't think we did a very no, good job. And it was just real chunky. Ew. Yeah. So I, I can take it in small bits these days. I love but it. But I don't, I'm not a huge fan. I feel you. It's a strong herb. Yeah. I like um, arugula. That's a great easy one to grow. You can grow in containers. Oh, yeah. It's a bitter mustard green. It's yummy. It's so good. And yeah, so it's nice. But it's hard to garden in an urban setting such as ours. It's tough, but I don't, we, you know, John and I were like, it's not going to deter us. We're going to get as much out there mm. as we possibly can. And we, and just, I mean, I, it was the first year that I'd ever really gardened and I would wake up every day it's so excited to go look at my garden. It was like a I video know. game. I know. And, and also just like sitting outside on my porch yeah. with all the greenery around. Oof, it's was nice. Really, it was rewarding because we had planted yes. it and it, it's so nice in the city to have that. Yeah. Even if you just have like a little planter box in your window, yeah. it's quite pleasant. I try to spend my summers volunteering at the Shedd Aquarium, mm-hmm. not indoors with the animals, but outside in their beautiful gardens. And nobody really knows that they have these great gardens surrounding yeah. the building. Yeah. Um, so, number one, I highly recommend you going and checking them out. But it was just so good to, like, get yourself in there. Get yourself some green time. Some green time. Even if it's just weeding in the hot sun. I mean, but there's something to say about doing physical labor like all day like as your job like it's that is rewarding I work at a Montessori school um, and it's a it's an alternative type of education I highly recommend you look it up it's I think it's a great way to educate people and children but um, Maria Montessori who came up with it she her big plan which never got fully realized because she died um, was to have a seventh and eighth grade students living on a farm oh. and that would be their primary education they'd be doing farm labor. And then there would be some studies woven into that, but she just felt that these, you know, when you're at that age, you're going through, you know, puberty, you're going through so much emotional change that your bodies are just raging and like, and I truly believe that this is why seventh and eighth grade feel like such a hot mess because like your body is just going through so much stuff and you just, you can't even handle it all. Like all the social. And so So she was like, listen, put them to work, tire them out. Yeah. They will be great and better for it. Definitely so capable. Yeah. Erdkinder it was called. She called it. Erdkinder. I'd yes. like to do that just in my yes. adult life. Like, if I could find a job. Like, every Friday I work yep. um, outside. Yeah. Yada, yada. Like, I'm, like, really trying to find that. It's good for your soul. I'm trying to find it. Maybe the farm in the zoo has some positions open. Well, I've been looking at the park district, and oh, they're, yeah. like, um, oh, like entry-level laborer. And I just, I'm fearful because, like, I don't want to get into something that's too heavy. Yes. And I really just need a couple days, but I'm going to keep plucking away. I wanted to do it last year. I want to do it still. Well, if I, you know, if I get a boisterous garden going, you're welcome to come on over and weed. Oh, totes my goats. I mean, secretly I'm trying to buy a place next to yours so that I can 
sneak in the oh, back. It would be like a dream come true. It would be dreams come true if we lived by each other. Oh, it would be like college. It would. It would be so fun. We had a farm um, in college. It was called The Farm, and it was like a student, or it was a college-owned house, but it used to have, like, chickens, and it still had chickens when I was there, but it used to have, like, goats and a lot more stuff, but I always wish I had lived there. I don't know why I didn't. Oh, we but I worked seems at, like the perfect place for you. I know. I just didn't know I liked those kind of things yet. I, I did that. work at the barn, our horse barn. We had a student-run horse barn on campus, mm. and it was across a cornfield from the farm. And one Thanksgiving break, I told, I was, like, staying on campus for break to work at the barn. And the farm kids needed someone to make sure their chickens got in for the night. And so they talked to me, and I was like, yeah, no problem. So I didn't have a car. So I was like, oh, I'll just walk across the cornfield and then walk back to campus. No problem. But I forgot that, you know, in the wintertime, in November, it gets real dark. And so it got dark, and I looked at this cornfield, and it was just pitch black. Ooh, scary. And, like, I couldn't see the road, and so I was, like, just starting to walk across it, and a car would drive by every once in a while, oh so God. I could, like, see where the road was, and I found, like, this dip in the trees that I should, like, follow towards so that I didn't get off course. And then, of course, I get to the farm, and, like, I didn't have a flashlight or anything, so I couldn't actually tell oh if the chickens God, were Molly. all in the coop, so I had my iPod with me, because it was, you know... 2003 oh my God. and I like made it light up and I like <laughs> shined it on all the chickens who were like what the fuck lady I, I heard a funny story about a horse the other night what was it um so this man we were talking to was in his 20s in the 70s and like back then Norwich Illinois like out in the burbs yeah. it was all just like farms yes of course and but there was one like new apartment complex and it had a a big huge freight elevator okay and they were at this party like up high and like the 10th floor and they look down and they see a horse yes and so they take the freight elevator down and they get the horse and they put him in the freight elevator oh my god and they brought the horse to the party and like fed him a bunch of apples um, oh my god! And just partied with the horse, and I was worried. I was like, "You don't be mean to like, don't just like, you got like be nice to the horse, be nice to the horse, treat him nicely." And they said that he like started pooping on the floor, oh so like my they god. got him back in the freight elevator, took him downstairs, and then they tied him up. Like, just so he wouldn't get hit by a car or oh something, you know. And I was like, "Oh my god!" That's the funniest. I was like. Are you still laughing about it? And then he was like, yeah, my friends and I, oh my gosh. we still laugh about the horse in the freight elevator. Um, quickly, before we have to go, we, at the same farm, there's a horse buried in the front yard. Because we had to put a horse down mm-hmm. while we were there. And I don't know if you know, but when a large animal like that gets put down, they you send it to the rendering company, which turns into fertilizer. And the woman was so tearful, and she didn't want her horse to go to that fate. And she's like, is there anywhere you could bury him? And it's, like, highly illegal. Like, you are not allowed to bury large animals no. like that. Um, but one of the kids on the barn staff lived at the farm. He's like, oh, that's the, oh, that's the farm. And so, they, yeah, they got a flatbed truck. They did? They drug it out there, dragged it out there, and they buried it in the front lawn. So it's still there. And now it's just a bed of wildflowers. I hope so. And everyone remembers the horse. Contaminating the groundwater. Oh, the horse? Well, that's why you're, like, not allowed to bury large things like that. I just think about, like, if there's a flood and, like, the horse body comes up. Yes. Luckily, we're pa- I think it, enough time has passed that it's more or less decomposed. I'm sure it is. Horses just get into weird situations. Do we have any announcements? Um... 
I don't. I mean, I've got, no, at the end of the month, I will be taking some trips, so I'll make sure to, like, keep us all posted. Ooh, we'll have some hot gossip, yeah. Um, I'll Email send us, us a postcard. Yes, I'll eat, yes. I wish we had, like, a good P.O. box, but those things Ooh. cost money. No, 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 yeah. No. We'll have an Instagram. An in, uh, of course. We need to make an Instagram. Guys, stay posted. We'll make an Instagram. <laughs> Of our the general fun times. store podcast at gmail.com. That's our email. Yeah. Um, so thanks for stopping by. Wait, no, that's not how it goes. This is the general store. Thank you for stopping by. <laughs>